I think I want to want people to recognize that, hey, you can be sustainable. You can be in this space, but you don't have to be perfect. And it's okay that you're not perfect. And regardless of what you're seeing on social media, mm-hmm. like people, look, people go, all you see is a little bit. I'm sorry. Like one little picture is not going to show 24 seven of somebody's day. It's not, it's really not. It's just, it's not going to happen. So you see all this stuff and you, you think all these people are perfect and doing everything perfect. And that's just, that's not the case. It's just not. And so I'm like, I think it's really important in that sense, just to like talk about the things that we get wrong. Yeah. (laughs) That we're not doing right. And that we can't, you know, that we don't necessarily have the capacity to do right. I'm Charmaine. I'm Katie. And this is Unpacking Ethical. A podcast where we sip our favorite drinks at the moment. And talk about some things. Because there's nothing ethical about upholding the status quo. Let's talk about it. This week on Unpacking Ethical. And we are back for another episode of Unpacking Ethical. How you doing, Katie? Hey, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about what I'm drinking today. Ooh, ooh, do tell. Well, okay, so I can never talk about what, I don't feel like we can really talk about what we're drinking without talking about the weather or the energy mm-hmm. of the week mm-hmm. and it's been weird weather lately like it's it's been like you look outside and you think oh it's not that hot and it's like the temperature that says 78 degrees but you go outside and you feel like you're in a sauna yeah, <laughs> yeah I've just yeah. been a sweaty mess for the past like three days so I I normally like having tea but today I'm sipping on a refreshing Trader Joe's watermelon juice oh it's very good is it because I'm like I look y'all about to take away my black card I feel like it's been probably to get away so much I do not like watermelon <laughs> how did this happen I don't know watermelon. I don't like any kind of watermelon or any kind of melon melon watermelon is the only of the melons that I like um mm-hmm. I don't like the others but I have been eating a watermelon once a week for the past four or five weeks wow they're in coming in right now and they're uh-huh. they're juicy and you don't like the texture you don't like the flavor what's it's the it's the flavor and actually i mean and if i'm being honest watermelon is like the one that i can tolerate and will eat at times like i will not touch honeydew melon i will not touch cantaloupe and jackfruit like tastes like melon as well and i don't oh. I None see I think the other melons are too bland for me they don't mm. have enough kick um but this actually I just realized because I was drinking it, it had a little hint I think it's a watermelon cucumber juice it's really good but oh you're God, not that's a watermelon worse. fan I don't even like cucumbers <laughs> <laughs> well let's just let the listeners what what do the listeners and the viewers think this does this sound refreshing maybe okay so maybe it sounds I hear refreshing. them whisper yes yeah <laughs> It really is good, but if you're not a, a watermelon person or a cucumber yeah. person, I can understand like why that would be. But just know that I'm enjoying this drink on this hot day, and it's super refreshing. So Trader what Joe's has some really good juices, though. They do, they do. We get, yeah. I think we get their apple juice. Um, Castle loves their apple juice. So what are you drinking? Okay, so I did not even put it in a mug today. 
Oh, I can't wait. To but see. I got my little thing from where does this came? I don't even know where this came from. I think it came from Ginger. Natural Grocers. Oh, you see, that looks good. Just just made ginger greens. Yeah. So it's either Natural Grocers or H E B. I don't know. Yeah. But I've been big on juices right now because, and I'm feeling extra lazy, um, and not making my own, which is really interesting that. I'm talking about this because that is what our episode is about is the uh, perfection things that we're not getting right. Yeah. <laughs> and perfectionism because, yeah. you know, instead of going out and getting my own juices and doing that, I bought something in a, in a non-reusable container that's going to get, you know, it's going to put be put in the recycling bin, but yeah, I don't know what happens to it from there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what a perfect segue into our yeah. conversation. Because you and I have probably talked about this a million times. We're both, uh-huh. we both uh, started around the same time doing our, you know, running our businesses um, within this, you know, smaller kind of ethical and sustainable fashion space. And there is pressure in the beginning to get everything right because you're yes. worried for me, I don't know if this is the case for you, but I was always concerned that I would get called out for not doing something right. And, uh-huh. you know, when you're trying to build up, you you know, build your following, build your, you know, uh, readership in my case for the magazine, I was like, all it takes is one person to say something, well, you're not right. doing this. And then, you know, what few people I was starting to kind of build relationships with would just be done with me. Um, but it's impossible. And, and like the sooner I started to like let go of those, those that kind of like pressure and let go of like those thoughts and everything I felt more free and I feel like the work got better too if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense like I feel Mm -hmm. like the art of of what I was trying to do got better um yeah we uh, to get everything right is impossible for so many Mm -hmm. reasons and we'll dive more into that but more importantly I want to say that it's unfair to ourselves and what we're trying to put yeah. out and the more solid you become in like why you're doing what you're doing to begin with those kinds of things seem just trivial I guess like oh yeah. I have to I have this li-, like you know like for me and I, I know you'll share your examples but I know the things that I needed to do have for me to be um, content with what I was doing with the magazine being in print I definitely always wanted to um, print on post-consumer paper and as an option, I want to always mm-hmm. have the option. And I always wanted to have the option of using, you know, alternative inks like soy-based or vegetable-based ink. So those are things for me that, you know, I had to switch printers or I went, I maybe had, had to move from a family-owned uh, printer because the prices were too high to go to a bigger printer right. um, that I, you know, obviously, you know, vetted and everything as much as I possibly could. But those two, those things were things that I stuck with no matter where I was going. Um, and so, but, the, but it's, it's such a small like list of things, but that's just something like for me, like, like not being perfect, but just something that I've been able to, okay, filter out everything else. But these two things, I know that I can stick, like be consistent with and make those like a priority. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because like, as you're building these businesses, you quickly learn that there are some things that you're going to have to compromise on Mm -hmm. because, you know, whether it's just, um, you know, a lack of capital or just even a lack of resources. Mm -hmm. And so like I'm access, (laughs) access, Jesus, like I'm thinking like when I started Blessed Designs and 
like I had so many things in mind and all these things that I wanted to do, you know? And so I had wanted to work with hemp because, you know, as I'm studying, I felt like hemp was a better uh, fabric than, or better crop than um, organic cotton. And everybody was doing organic cotton. And right. so I'm like, I wanted to do something a little different. So I, you know, I wanted to do hemp, but you know, let's be honest, hemp is a little rough. They haven't quite gotten it there yet where it's right. quite as, as soft. And so, um, I love it was then, though. it is, it's so great. So then it was just like trying to find, okay, what kind of blend can I, you know, have that'll make it softer. And most people talk about how soft their hemp is and it's like, polyester and spandex mix mm, and I mm. did not want to do that and so I right. was like ah so we ended up going with bamboo but then of course you know at that time like all this stuff was coming out about bamboo and so I was really lucky to find like a great distributor based here in the U.S. because most hemp is coming from China that's just right. you know that's just right. the way it is I'm like most hemp yeah I'm yeah. like 99% of the hemp out there is yeah. made in China yeah so, you know, I found a great distributor here that um, really worked with, you know, the factories to get the fabric. And I'm like, I grilled that woman so badly on with this bamboo and like what was happening and how it was. And I'm like, I felt bad, but I'm like, I need answers because I know people are going to like ask me for answers. Yeah. So I was really glad to like, she found, you know, had stuff that was created in the closed loop system and it was, you know this whole thing but it was just you know that I did but then you know I could only work with this the natural colored fabric right because of, I didn't have the capital to get it dyed colors of my own right. and anything that was already coming in colors was had spandex in it right so I'm like Whoa. so yeah it's it's rough it's hard and it's you know that constant battle of trying to figure out like where you're going to compromise and where you weren't in like spandex was just not something that I was willing to compromise on. right well and I think too like a big part of this that that is interesting and important is that not necessarily like ne maybe getting rid of your ideas or lists of things isn't the problem but like the pressure that mm -hmm. you put on yourself is yes. the, that we put on ourselves is the issue and not just in business but in life you know yeah. you know if you are in you know I would say even like someone who's like in the social racial justice kind of space as you know what we would call an activist it's the same kind of thing it's like yeah. if I am advocating for these things because I want a better future but I get caught doing something or saying something that isn't a hundred percent in alignment with that it's like critical like people just will throw you away and not only that but like I just feel like we just carry so much pressure um to just be right to do it and not just to be right but to do it at a certain time by uh -huh. a certain time and sometimes it's just waiting for those opportunities or just waiting yeah. like not necessarily throwing it all away, but just waiting and giving ourselves some grace until we can get to those places. Um, but I think a lot about that with activists particularly because I've seen so many people be dismissed or canceled because, and I'm not saying that I would like, I'm in support of it, but like they, you know, say a wrong thing or do a wrong thing. And it's just like all of their work then or what they've been doing is just completely like, invalid now um but yeah the pressure um it is perfection and perfection mm -hmm. is 
this was in a song. Y'all gonna probably think I'm so cheesy. <laughs> but there's a song on Beyonce's album where she says perfection is so, uh. and that's how I feel about it. It's so overrated because there's a lot to be celebrated in all of the things, the mishaps and the flaws. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot to be celebrated there. And there's a lot to be celebrated because those are the things that grow us. Yeah. Right. Like those little like mishaps and flaws and mistakes and things along the way I don't I don't know are we even striving for perfection is that something you strive for I it's hard to say like I would say no but at the same time I don't know necessarily that my actions like reflect that Mm. when I you know like I would say I'm not but then I'm, I think it's still like this battle and this struggle of trying to define balance or trying to figure out what is more important and what's not. Like, right. where am I going to draw that line? And I think it's even harder because I recognize that, especially like leading an organization like the Ethical Network of San Antonio, on like recognizing like where I'm drawing the line, right. line may not be where somebody else is drawing the line. Mm-hmm. And I have to respect that and still allow them to like take you know, part in this space. So it's like, yeah. okay. Right. So, so it's, yeah, it's just constantly trying to find that balance of what is okay and what's not okay. And, and still at the same time, realizing that you still have to like sustain yourself and sustain an organization, sustain yes. your business. That's a word. Yeah. Like, like, you know, yeah, we're still operating under a capitalist society. And, yeah. you know, as much as we're trying to change we're still trying to change it from within because yes well and I think about like sorry I just lost my thought it was a good one too no I think about well I was gonna say you know let's talk about how because you and I both are very critical of businesses and how they operate but only because we're not, I don't feel like it's coming from a place of like, we, we think of sustainability and ethical industries as this perfect, nothing, like, I don't think we think of that. It's about, for me, it's always about doing what we can to be, to create better and create and, and by also like, like doing less harm, I guess. It's always the, the, the goal. It's like weighing those, like, am I doing things that you know, are pouring into a community? Am I doing things that are giving? Am I, mm-hmm. or am I taking away? Am I causing harm? I think right. if you look at things in like in your personal life, in business, you know, in, you know, whatever area in your life, if you kind of always just think of those things, like, am I, am I doing good or am I causing harm? And what is doing good? Like, you know, but I think the, the point that I want to make too, is because you and I are critical of of businesses and how they operate and not necessarily publicly but just amongst ourselves we critique a lot but I think people also think that criticism means that we want you to be perfect and that again isn't the goal it's like are you are you causing more harm are your decisions yeah yeah. and I think too it's just this journey right like Mm -hmm. if you if you're not trying to be better you know then then what are you doing? Like, what's, what's the point? Always. Are you like better. just satisfied with where you're at and that's how you're going to leave it? Or are we not, you know, working towards better? And I realize that there's like a timetable and, um, 
you know, it's not all, it's not going to happen overnight, but. Well, you want me to share something with you, a story, a little short story real quick? Do, do. So I am supposed to be working with a, um, a brand actually, well, and she and I talked the other day, so y'all will hear more about this later, but she and I were, did a Q and a, like a really good conversation on decolonizing design which is a very good conversation. And we, we dove into like um, the, you know, artists and practices from the region where they work with, like all of it, like, and what it means to decolonize. Cause I never hear anybody talk about decolonizing design and what that means. So it's a very interesting Q and A. Well, when she sent me images, a lot of the images were just mostly uh, white women. And even if they weren't, um, ethnically white I guess they were racially white I don't know if that makes any sense but they yes. could be their nationality might be that they were you know Puerto Rican or something but they were white presenting right mm-hmm. so that was the bulk of like the models and they're wearing indigenous uh designs and you and I you know we all have at some point kind of broached this 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 idea of why yes. that's so problematic um, and so I emailed her and I shared my thoughts and I said, this, this, I, I don't want to present these images because I'm trying to, as a, you know, a, a type of media, you know, a magazine or a digital, you know, a website or a digital platform, I have to kind of like, I have this responsibility to not continue to show those images to perpetuate right. the harms that is, uh-huh this is what, this is who we're marketing to because we think you're better, you have more money, all of those things, you're worth. So we're going to show you, you know, like just all of the things that's wrong with like how we see beauty and fashion and who gets to be marketed, right? Right. Who gets to be seen and heard from. And not only that, like you have mostly like brown communities producing these these fabrics and these these, uh, pieces and they're based in like very like historic uh, traditional practices. Like they're not new techniques or anything. So right. it just feels weird that like the people who are making the clothes aren't even the ones who are wearing them. Right. And not, and not only are they not wearing them probably because one, they can't afford them, but because of the cost, then we got to talk about it, like the cost get high, but also they aren't the ones that the world wants to see wearing them because then people wouldn't want to buy it so when we continue to show those kinds of images we are only carrying that narrative forward we're not challenging it so I said didn't say all this in the email of course (laughs) it was a shorter version of that (laughs) but I, I shared my my concerns with her about it and why it was such an issue and she was she responded almost immediately and was like you know what you're right and this was something that I've been struggling with um, I've been struggling because like this is who we've had access to there's an issue there too like sometimes it's like you can't get to the other people because there's so many people who are taking up space you know right. and, and I don't think that was the only issue it's just like that's who they ended up working with and and I you know I talked to her about like yeah they like she was like well the you know some of them are women of color and we had a discussion about that because I don't know what that always means to some people and I'm like they could be a woman of color a person of color they could their nationality could be a lot of different things but when someone clicks on the on this picture what do they see how based on the constructs that exist within the society what are people seeing right and what message does that carry so 
she was very receptive, but but I didn't write her off completely. I didn't say, oh, I don't want to work with you because of these images. One, I thought dialogue is it's always necessary until you can't do it anymore. Like there's always room to discuss, you know, these things. And I wasn't coming at her from this place. Well, this needs to be perfect. But that wasn't that was something that I'm not willing to accept because it's harmful. Mm -hmm. It's harmful in the ways that we work within sustainable, not, not that, and let me be clear, not that I think she's like intentionally causing harm, but the, the act of, for me and my kind of like the space that I'm trying to create, it would be harmful for, for people to see more white people wearing indigenous prints yeah. and, and, yeah. and styles, right? So perfectionism, not the goal at all, but let's, let's do less harm to people. And if we're trying yeah. to challenge, what do we say? There's nothing ethical about upholding the status quo. Yes, yes. We've got to literally challenge that every chance we get because, and it's not because of us, it's because we want the future. We want this, this these kinds of um, practices and ideas can't exist there because we want something better. Right, yeah, agreed, agreed. And I think too, though, like, I love this journey towards just being better and not this idea of like, you know, it's something we have on our website for ethical mm -hmm. and perfection is not a destination, it's a journey. And okay. so it's just yeah. this, um, this idea of like constantly growing and constantly getting better. But at the same time, I think I want to want people to recognize that, hey, you can be sustainable, you can be in this space, but you don't have to be perfect. And it's okay that you're not perfect. And regardless of what you're seeing on social media, mm -hmm. like people, look, people go, all you see is a little bit. I'm sorry. Like one little picture is not going to show 24 seven of somebody's day. It's not, it's really not. It's just, it's not going to happen. So you see all this stuff and you, you think all these people are perfect and doing everything perfect. And that's just, that's not the case. It's just not, it's just not. And so I'm like, I think it's really important in that sense, just to like, talk about the things that we get wrong yeah <laughs> that we're not doing right and that we can't you know that we don't necessarily have the capacity to do right well and I remember when I first started at, at the time ethical style mm -hmm. journal now we just go by ESJ you know the very first issue the first few issues I the, the the I didn't have access to just original like I wasn't necessarily taking photos and I wasn't in a position to pay photographers to get the photos mm -hmm. and a lot of the brands that I was working with weren't in town they were in LA or New York so a, a lot of times I had to use the images that they had already had you right. know with their models and it was very I know you remember I, I didn't like yeah. it you know because I, I definitely didn't want to just have and I'm gonna just be candid I didn't want to have a magazine full of more white people yeah white thin particularly thin white people um mm -hmm. because that is um a very uh that image alone has has done decades of harm to people yes. sorry <laughs> it's okay i was like whoa i'm glad it didn't fall we're good we gotta laugh a little bit right yes <laughs> we've had some moments but yeah, like it, it's it's that imagery. I don't think people realize how harmful that is. And then uh -huh. you know, you've heard people say, even in sustainable fashion, people only want to buy something if it's on a tall, thin, young, white model. Yes. yes. But if we want to change that, don't give them more 
of what they're used to. Yes. I think that that sometimes it's like, it, it's it's a two-way street almost. Like we feed off uh-huh. of the energy of people, but we have to get into a position. If, we're, if we find ourselves as business owners or just somebody who feels like they have the courage to say the things that need to be said or do the things that need to be done. You don't have to be a type, have a certain title or education level to, to do that. Um, but it's sometimes like bringing people to your level, make yeah. them realize, I really like this skirt. It's not on like, it, it's marketing to do it that way, but it's still like, don't keep giving the beasts <laughs> what it wants. Like it's yeah. just never going to change if you do, if you don't, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I wanted to ask you, what do you, how do you define like perfectionism? How do I, I guess it's this, um, idea of getting everything right. It's very stressful, right? Yeah. It, it's is, a stressful it is stressful. Concept. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that's like why I want to talk about like, even in my personal life, like I'm thinking like one thing, I don't buy all organic produce. Oh yeah. Like I, I mean, I try to I mean, buy, you know, I in order to, to support, but I can't, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, like one thing I will always get is apples because yeah. they, they make me sick and that, you know, I guess they're like one of the, the dirty fruits or whatever, but like conventional oh, apples the do conventional apples make, me, make you sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of the pesticides. So I will always get organic, um, mm-hmm organic but even then I'm buying them in a bag that single-use plastic so like that stuff like that's the stuff people don't talk about yeah yeah so I mean you know it is what it is I have a I have a six-year-old now he's now six Mm. um and I had to buy him a swimsuit or Mm. some, some some proper swimwear I had gone to a thrift store and I didn't find anything in his size because I, I don't mind. Like I, now I've bought him like at least two pair of swim trunks. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of it at first because I don't like that's so such an intimate yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Um, but I found some that looked barely used at all. And I just brought him home straight home, washed him. He was fine. You know, I always wash everything when I bring yeah. it home anyway. Um um, before I wear it for the first time, but especially like secondhand things. Um, but he, I, I think I had gone to one thrift store and I remember thinking, I'm not about to do this today. I'm going to Target. <laughs> I'm going to go to Target today. He yeah. needs swimwear. I don't want to run all over town, seeing if I can find something, maybe find like the quality wasn't good or maybe it wasn't his size or, or even if I didn't like the style. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I went to Target and I, th- I bought him a swim top and bottom. And I did feel a little bit, uh, like you can always get that. Yeah, you always get that feeling because yeah. you know. But I remember thinking, like, hey, I don't have to do everything right. Also, I can't solve every fucking problem there is to solve. That is yeah. all not on. That can't all be on me all the time. Right. Like I know that I'm someone who 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 navigates and moves through life being as compassionate as I possibly can and thinking of those things and I was like Uh in that store just feeling so guilty going down the path of beating myself up over something that is just like this is just where we are and so here is how I I handled that I said at first I looked at the what the makeup of the fabric was and I think most companies are using um 
uh, recycled polyester, uh, recycled polyester, recycled plastic, because it's uh, probably uh, more affordable for them. I'm not sure why, but it was definitely like 90 something percent uh, post cons- uh, recycled. Um, yeah. What is the term? A proper term that they anyway is recycled polyester yeah. Yeah. um and I got it like I know I, at this point in his life and even now I kind of have an idea of his growth kind of how he grows if that makes mm-hmm. any sense and he grows fast but I always would get things two sizes bigger than where he was and he he would always be able to wear things longer like so he wore this this swim set for about a year and a half mm-hmm. or two years which is long for kids Especially yeah. in Castle, because you know Castle is huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just like the, that's how I wear it. Okay, well, it's got it's not yes. all virgin material. Um, I don't know what the ethics like are at the company because it's right. a corporation. But I do know that that I'm not gonna have to buy anything like this again for some time. And we always talk about volume, right? Like mm. buying less can also be impactful in that in that way. So that was what I did. And, and I didn't feel bad once I left the store. I just didn't. I did what I could in that moment. And I wasn't going to try to be perfect in, in, in those yeah. ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember I'm like, when you were talking about buying that, I'm like, that reminded me of the necklace I bought from a friend who had like started her small business and I was trying to support her and I got it. And it's like, um, yeah, it, I don't know. I can't even remember what it was, but you know, it was like on a jewelry card and it was like made in China. And I was like, I can hear the tears of the children crying. I know. Like, I was like oh my God. It, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, you're like, you're trying to support friends. You're trying to support, <laughs> you're trying to support these like businesses. And then like after a while, it's like, y'all, you know what? I'm gonna like, like social media posts. I will comment on stuff. But I cannot buy like everything y'all still yeah. doing. Right, right. Well, one thing so. I found to like, just so you know, like one thing, I didn't want to forget this. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. One thing that's helped me is like, just like having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you've done it. I know you are the queen of sending emails to people. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love hearing your stories about emails. <laughs> But like, if I'm feeling conflicted about something, then I want to have a conversation with that person. I want them to understand like where my, what my concerns are. And I want to hear what they have to say about it because sometimes that will decide for me. Like, I like what they have to say, because again, if they come in and they're like, yeah, X, Y, and Z are my priorities. And I'm just not able to do that right now, but it's something I'm working toward at some point, but I'm not like, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I may go ahead and buy the product just because you know, the philosophy of it sits Mm -hmm. well with me and the values are there. Um, Especially when it comes to, you know, people like Black women who, you know, have even like less access to certain things. So I don't know, but that's, that's what I want. You know what though? I, I, I think a lot about this and I, um, I give a lot of grace, I feel like, to small businesses. Um, mm-hmm. If they're in a sense, not, you know what? To me, they don't even have to be intentional, especially businesses owned by like people of color, like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. present ethnically. Yeah. <laughs> and don't have that access because a lot of things that they do are sustainable without them even knowing it. 
without them right. even being in this space. Like I don't necessarily need them. Like it's a choice that I have to be intentional about the way I shop and you know the way I do things. I don't need them to be. I'm like, if I recognize that what you're doing is sustainable, then we're going to just go with that. And that's the way it's going to be. Well, and sustainability has been co-opted to mean something that it actually isn't. Right. It's, it's expensive. It's inaccessible. It's geared and marketed toward a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's elitist often. And Jeez. that is not what sustainability is because sustainability is black and brown folks who've always done things a certain way because of costs because mm-hmm. it was affordable because it made it didn't make sense to waste food it didn't make sense to buy a new outfit every time you went out right. like you just couldn't afford that and even if you could it just most of us didn't come from that kind of thinking mm-hmm. and so we've always been sustainable as a way of life um it's, it, and in my opinion because there's so there's so much disconnect between the, the actual like the actual root of what sustainability is and the reasons why we need it and there is a a disconnect between what it actually is and what they're trying to make it right there's a huge gap there and so there's because we are most of us are working trying to figure this stuff out how to how to bring those together how to move forward and make things more fluid and more effective in sustainability there's no room for perfectionism right Right. Because we're all just trying to figure shit out. <laughs> right. Nope. Yep. And I think that's like my thing. Like, so small businesses, especially, you know, businesses owned by people of color, I give a lot of grace to as far right. as that. I'm like, when it comes to larger businesses or um, oh yeah, well, corporations or even like people that can still be considered a small business, but clearly have a lot more access and privilege, mm-hmm. I must expect a lot more of you. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not expecting you to be perfect, but I expect more. I expect some effort. I expect effort. And I expect to not feel like everything you're doing is to attain your bottom line. Like, yes. And if when it feels that way, that's also for me. I can, we, at this point, you can kind of sense when that's really at the right. core of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, and I think as we're talking about perfectionism, I think, I, I want to make it clear from, from, from and I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, it's nothing wrong with working t- toward that as if that's your goal and whatever that, because you can only define what perfectionism looks like and feels like for you. Like no right. one else can do that. It's nothing wrong with working toward that. It's, it is the concept and idea that that is the, the only thing that exists right. in that space. Like, right. And that's where all the pressure and the anxiety that comes with all that comes from. And it's just, it's just not worth it. I also want to say there's nothing wrong with Target. I'm sure people are watching like, wait a minute, what a Target. I, I just like choose not, I think most people will understand. I just, yeah. I try well, I not mean, to, yeah. I, I think, you know, I think let's be real. Target <laughs> is a gigantic corporation that is producing a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, and again, I, I say it a lot. There's just, there's really nothing sustainable about the numbers in which they produce. No, no. So, I mean, now, is it a better option than some other things? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> without, a doubt, to, but, without a doubt. Without a doubt, right. But I, I, I want, you know, I don't want to come off like Target is the worst or whatever. I just, 
but I we will burn you for shopping at Amazon. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's the thing is like I don't I I feel like I try I don't shop a lot. And when right. I do, I try to take a moment to really think about where I'm gonna spend it. Yeah. And so, but that, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't go into these stores a lot at all. Um, like I do HEB because that's, you know, where I go, but I'm very much about trying to support Honey Pot. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love Honey so Pot. I go into Target all the time to buy Honey Pot. Yeah. Um, supposedly now they're selling them at walmart i'm not going up at walmart sorry y'all they also had it at natural grocers oh but it was two dollars more what natural grocers marked it up a little bit but i love honey pot because i've been using her products for almost two years and let's just like this is just a unplanned plug i guess but I'm all I'm here for it because if the product works, the product works. And but let I, me tell you, yeah, because <laughs> I know they're gonna listen. I'm like, I know they're gonna be listening. Like they, they, I did want to shout out. They did donate for our little gift bags for the for the nice. good market. They gave us some little travel packs. So Honey Pot's extra special to me right now. They are extra special. But Love I'm it. like. And I'm using this term. I saw it on Twitter and I'm like, I can't get rid of it now. They pads are spicy, y'all. <laughs> they spicy. The pads. Oh, I tried the lavender one. It was a little tingle. It was a little spicy, but I kind of mm-hmm. liked it. So because it's like it's like when you put a mint in your mouth, it's got that that mm-hmm. spicy, but it's still kind of refreshing and it feels fresh. That's how I feel about their pads. I like it. <laughs> But I can understand how some people are like, now, wait a minute. I didn't ask for this extra seasoning on my pad. Right. <laughs> I don't need spicy. spicy, y'all. But it's weird because I think, so I first um, got them because I do like little pants. Y'all, we gonna talk about it. Y'all just gonna hear it. I do some panty liners when I travel, you know, yeah. just to keep like things fresh and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I put it all, I was like, Woo. wait a minute. <laughs> what was happening here? <laughs> It was a little bit of a surprise. It was a little bit of a surprise. And then when I saw that girl talking about or asking on Twitter, like why Honey Pot's pads were so spicy, I was like, that's it. That's it, that's it right there. They spicy. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, so that's that's how I end up in Target. <laughs> I, I definitely get my honey pot from Target. Yeah. I was like, oh, natural grocers. And then I saw, I'm like, I don't think I want to pay $2 more than I'm already paying. I don't know. I don't remember if it was exactly $2 more. That's just, but that's no, but I, you know, I just hope people, I think too, this perfectionism conversation, there is a power dynamic always that exists. And, um, there are people who hold more power who have mm. bigger responsibilities mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. doing stuff. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I note that like this message isn't necessarily, we speak as people who have certain privileges, but aren't privileged in this society. Right. Um, so our idea of how we work toward things, personal goals, professional goals is going to look different from people who have are privileged and have more power. I think that I don't want people to be like, oh, doing less is it's fine. Not if you are a white man with lots right. of money or you are a corporation. That's not you how it works. You better be doing it all right. That's you better be buying nothing but organic products. 
you better not take a step foot in the target <laughs> so yeah but I loved um I loved having this conversation um this was good I think it's it even feels like a like a relief just having it so yeah yeah you know take a everybody breathe <sighs> yep I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say. I, I want to, I would love to like see your, you know, even in the comments or emails, like how you felt about this episode and like what you, what perfectionism looks like for you and just how you feel about navigating that. Like, I really like want to know how other people do it. Cause even now I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's a work. It's a work in progress. It is. It is. But great conversation. Yeah. You stop. We go stop. You stop. <laughs> I can never find the button. Oh. <laughs> I was like this. I was like this. <laughs> <I'm waiting. laughs>